Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Welcome to The Jump. Presented by Michelin Wiper Blades. Home Alone Music. Hey, look, here's a cute dog throwing down a dunk at Lakers Warriors yesterday. I, I was just wondering whether your fellow dunk contest judge, Wayne, would be impressed by this dunk guy. Yes, yes, Rachel. <laughs> no, we can see that. No, we can see Greatest dunk contest of all time. We ought to be proud. There you go. Give it a two. Get out of here, man. You're not impressed? The dog drops the ball. That's the team. He didn't drop the ball. He dropped the ball. Yeah, uh, I mean, no, several attempts. Come on, you got to dunk points. <laughs> That's ball over. Almost got dropped too. Oh, <laughs> welcome just, to the job. I'm Rachel yeah, Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> Today, I'm joined by our front office insider, Amin Al Hassan, six-time NBA champion, Hall of Famer Scotty Pippen. Always such a treat when he is here. Coming up. Since Pip is back with us, we will revisit the All-Star Gun Contest in Chicago. The producers are on it. The Jump Investigative Unit is on the case. We will dig deep. First, though, so what's hotter than being hot? Ice hot. No, that's not how the line goes. Anyway, it is what the Rockets are. They have won five straight, and their new approach that some down in Houston are calling microball is letting James Harden and Russell Westbrook be their best selves. I sat down with James to check in on how he feels about playing this way, why his style of play is the subject of so much criticism, what he thinks of the Rockets' title chances, and where he feels he ranks among the NBA's best players. There's a lot in here. Take a look. They've got small ball. You're starting the shortest lineup in over 50 years. But one thing you better have is a whole lot of Harden. The three. James Harden up flame throw. The machine, he just scores. He's You guys made a pretty significant change to your team at the trade deadline. The first game that you guys played was against the Lakers. Right. And the opening tip-off was you against JaVale. <laughs> and the video and photos from that, just that one moment. Pretty funny, right? <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> what did you think as you were going up to do that? my first jump ball in the NBA uh, in 11 years. But, no, I think, you know, it's more spacing. It's more opportunities for our guards to drive and be able to attack the rim. And then we get shooters, so... Um, that's, that's pretty good. You guys have had fits and starts this season. You've been open about the fact that you've had tough conversations in your locker room between the players about yeah. chemistry. What can you share from that that you think has helped you guys? Tough conversations are needed, especially if you want to get to you know, the top. I think every, every team has won had, had tough conversations, whether you're, you're BSing around or you're not reaching your full potential yet. Um, and that's where we are. Like We haven't hit our stride yet either. You see all these other teams are going on winning streaks and things like that. So we're ready to go, and I'm just, I'm thrilled about what we have in the locker room. How confident are you that the path you're on now can lead to a title this year? I'm very, very confident. You do? Extremely confident. You yeah. think you're going to win it all? Yeah. As long as we stay healthy, obviously, and uh, defensively be on a string, I think which we've almost gotten the rhythm, uh, we're going to be a tough challenge. Harden from the corner. The All-Star Game is a collection of the NBA's best players. Yeah. Where do you think you rank among the NBA's best players right now? I feel like I'm the best player. Um, yeah, I just, throughout the course of the year, I don't see uh, double teams from anybody else. <laughs> Usually you see a double team after you have a 50.9 or 60.9. If I have a 
18.9. The next game I'm seeing a double team, which is pretty cool. You know, it's, the NBA has never seen it before um, at half court. Um, so I'm just trying to figure ways to, you know, obviously, you know, be great in that. It's interesting to me because the NBA's own website has an MVP ladder, their rankings for MVP. <laughs> they list the top five players. You're not even in there, James. I know, that's crazy. What do you think of that? And I still need the league of scoring. Third straight year you've led the league in scoring. Yeah. What do you I can't, think of that? I can't, that's something I can't control. You do have people talking about some of the stereotypes that have blown up around you. Charles Barkley, when they had the All-Star draft. I'm between Kim by Trey Young. Wait, you don't, but want, I gotta the, go. you don't want the dribbler? <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody that's going to pass the ball. That's what I want. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo makes a joke on the air about, uh, I want to take someone who can pass. I'm taking Kemba Walker instead of James Harden. I have more assist than him, I think. So I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see what the joke is. But I don't even—I didn't even see it, and I don't—I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Uh, I just know none of them can mess with me. <laughs> you know, when it's when it's all said and done, um, you know, they'll appreciate it more. You know, but I wish I could just run, run and with seven feet and run and just dunk. Like that takes no skill at all. <laughs> I gotta actually learn how to play basketball, and how to have skill. You know. I'll take that any day. Do you think that in the end, a title is going to give you the respect that you think you deserve? I mean, it is, and I will get it. You feel confident about that? Yes. Very. Thanks so much to James for sitting down with me. So, Scotty, I want to get to something he said in that conversation, calling himself the best player in the league. Do you agree with that statement? I believe he's the best scorer in the league. Um, Which is not nothing, by the way. What's that? Which best score in the league is not nothing, by the way. It's definitely not nothing because it, it ends up you're at home early in mm-hmm. the playoff. But when you talk about the best players in the game, you're talking about guys that can make their team rise to the occasion. You talk about the LeBron James. You talk about Giannis. You talk about Kawhi and what he's been able to do with the Clippers. Uh, those are great players in our game because they are always going to be in the postseason, and you're going to know about their team throughout the regular season. The Houston Rockets have been up and down all season. James Harden's leadership has been questioned over the last two, three years, and uh, they've just underachieved to me. And even though he's the best scorer in the game, uh, that don't equal championships. I mean, you can be the best scorer for 82 games, but you're going to be home come postseason. Yeah, I think I don't agree with him calling himself the best player of the game, but I have no problem with him doing that. I think there's a certain echelon mm-hmm. when you reach that level, mm-hmm. you kind of almost have to believe that in order for it to be true. Mm-hmm. So I think LeBron, Kawhi, Steph Curry, uh, Giannis, Giannis uh, KD, mm-hmm. and Harden. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that they can say it and legitimately believe it because they're MVP caliber. They've been kind of elite players throughout the last three or four years. Anyone else is kind of, I think, a stretch because they've proven they can take teams, win consistently, be competitive in the playoffs. But like Scotty said, if we're going to actually say who's the best player in the game, I don't think I could take Harden when he has that kind of track record in the playoffs of falling short. Well, I think what happens in the NBA is we give you a few chances to prove it in the playoffs, right? So Giannis's team doesn't get out, right? Uh, doesn't get to the mm-hmm. finals last year. Doesn't get out of the round that they, you know, everyone thought, yep. oh man, they're going to they're going to get to the finals. Don't get out of these conference finals. And we're giving him another year, right? Yep. Because it was the first time getting them that far. It's not fair to just judge him on that one year. So we're going to give him another year to see how that goes. If they also don't get to the finals this year, I think people will start saying, hey, what's going on? That sort of thing. Right. That's why there's more pressure on them to get yeah. there this year, right? With James Harden, I feel like at the beginning it was, hey, look, hamstring away, right? They could have made it. They could have done this, whatever. But after repetition... 
There is now, hey, we got to see it. We got to make you believe it. And so I like the tweaks they made because what was they had wasn't working. You called it out last season, Scotty, yes. that it wasn't going to work. It certainly wasn't working in the first half of this season. So I give them credit for changing it up and trying something different. We don't know if it's going to work. But I do agree some of James's reputation will rest on whether it does work or right. not. And that's just how it works in this league. It works in the NBA. We'll give you a few chances, and then you got to get it done. you got to at least get to the NBA Finals. That's so it. there you go. All right, in that conversation, Harden also said, quote, I wish I could just run and be oh, seven feet and just dunk. Oh, boy. That takes no skill at all. Eesh. I have to actually learn how to play basketball and have skill. Now, he did not name Giannis in that quote. I had just asked him a little bit about the comments Giannis made during the All-Star Draft, about the comments Charles Barkley made, too, during the All-Star Draft. And Giannis, by the way, after the All-Star Game, made sort of another funny joke. And by the way, in good fun, Giannis, it wasn't like he took like, some crazy shot at him. No. I don't think so. You think so? I think the the one that happened during the draft was mm-hmm. just in good fun. Actually, Charles was the one that started it. Right. And Giannis went along with yes. the joke. But what he said after the All-Star Game, when he said, we were targeting Harden. I didn't feel like he had to say that. It's an all-star game. You don't, you don't have to get that deep in. And he probably wouldn't say it in a regular season game. To me, I was like, wait, why is he saying this? And then I remembered when Giannis won MVP, Harden went on the radio talking about, you didn't deserve it. I should have won it. Okay. And the Rockets put out all this stuff about, well, actually, if you look at this and the other, Harden had more of an impact. And to me, that, that was not a gracious way to accept losing that trophy. Mm-hmm. And I think Giannis took that to heart. And so I think there's a, there's a grudge there that Giannis looks like a cuddly, laughing, smiling guy, but is a crazy competitor out of the same cut of cloth of Kobe and Michael Jordan and Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. One of these guys who's not here to make friends at all. Mm-hmm. I think he's holding on to that grudge, and that's why he's picking on Harden. So when Harden popped back, I appreciate that because that dude came at him. You got to come back at him. Mm-hmm. But just understand, March 25th, on ESPN. <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath. Giannis <laughs> versus Harden right here. Tune in on ESPN and the ESPN app. Seriously? Uh, <laughs> only in America. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> to send up a great finals. Yeah, if, if it, absolutely, if it happens. Do you feel like Harden had to pop back given everything that, that Amin just outlined? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some pop back. I mean, as Amin said, these guys kind of been battling since, you yeah. know, going at each other for the MVP. So, you know, they're going to throw words around. Uh, too, too bad they're, they're playing in the East and the West that we don't see them battle head-to-head more yeah. because they are two of the top players in our game, and mm-hmm. we would like to see them go head-to-head more. Well, I mean, one of the things that Houston GM Daryl Morey always says about James Harden is he's unstoppable. I haven't mm-hmm. seen the defense that can really stop him. And Giannis is, in a lot of ways, such a force when he goes down. Now, we've seen walls built for Giannis, but it's an interesting matchup. For it's, sure. it's interesting that he says he's never seen nobody stop Harding, but look at their record. Somebody yeah, stopped somebody, them. They, they, get, <laughs> they don't have the best record uh, in the yeah, league. They yeah. ain't got the best record in the West. Yep. Somebody's stopping them. I just want to point this out real quick. We shouldn't have to dignify this, but Giannis is more than a seven-footer who can just dunk. I remember they used to say the same thing about Shaq, mm-hmm. right? And that ignores the footwork. It ignores the IQ. It ignores the immense skill development from rookie year to where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Giannis is a very skilled, yes. improving player um, every day. And is way more than just seven-footer athletic who can dunk. But I know sometimes when you talk trash, you just try to... I was going to yeah, say, I'm also hurt. sitting... You and I are sitting next to someone who played in an era where that doesn't... Barely even qualifies as talking trash. Some of the yeah. things y'all said to each other. Oh, so yeah. it's all... It's all it's part all of... Good. 
part of the game, and it's going to be a very good game, by the way, again, when James Harden and the Rockets take the floor tomorrow. We will have that for you. Coming up, we're going to talk about the Sixers. They're going through some injury struggles. But is the best seeding scenario for them to actually slide down the standings? We will discuss that. First, it was time for our distant replay from this date in 2006 featuring Vince Carter? Lamar Odom. Close enough. Oh. Hello. The good. Oh no! I was looking for a pass. I thought he was gonna go behind the back or something. Is that Brian Hill? I didn't know Odom dunked on him like that. I know Brian Hill was coaching in 2006. Hello. <laughs> Did he come back or was he there that whole time? Oh, Brian Hill. Showstop. 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 The jump is presented by Michelin silicone wiper blades. Designed for extreme performance and last two times longer. Tune in, do the clapping and be like, action. It's a make or miss league. Maybe a little more funny than that. I didn't, I don't know what the, I don't know what, what am I make or missing. It's a make or miss league. Cut that. Oh, is it? I said to make an entrance. Hello, Jimmy Butler. Make aggression. Lakers demolishing the Warriors. Throw down uh, some dunks in the process. Yeah. So, Pitch, Pip, I want you to rate JaVale or Coos. Who's better? Ooh. It's tough, right? You can see him again. Know. We'll loop him again. Yeah, loop him again. I got to see that Coos one again. All right, Coos. Uh, no, oh. I, did, I did JaVale because they were waiting for him, right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I got to go with Coos. Yeah? I got to go with Coos. All right. The hair. The hair's going to over the top. <laughs> you get extra style points for the hair. Or maybe taken away. I don't know. Who's kind of did it on his own? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like that. There's basketball. Bazers and Blazers. Both just struggling uh, a little bit lately. Last night was tough. For example, in this stretch, yeah. five turnovers in the span of 40 seconds. How long did it take of the score in this game? I, I don't know. I was going to say it was a case of the Mondays, but it was like a case of the Thursdays. But then they turned the ball over Again. There was a point where John Hollinger said these teams haven't scored since Tuesday. <laughs> wow. And then again, it's oh, just, man. it's been, it's been, some nights you just don't have it, right, oh, Scotty? Yeah. These like late February games. Five turnovers, though, I've been doing a lot of sub. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. Yeah, there's oh, another man. one. But look at that extra effort to keep it in Yeah, balance, they're right? playing hard. That's what counts. Make surprises, Kings Thunder. Oklahoma City coming back from down 19 to win this one, thanks in small part to two Danilo Gallinari alley oops. Did you know that he had this in him, Amin? The hops? Yeah, like eight years ago. I didn't know he still had it in him. (laughs) Also, shout out to Billy Donovan, man. He he took a lot of lumps over the years about play calling and all that. Turns out he's a pretty good coach. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) They actually run the play. It's not not so bad. Oh, man. Wow. (laughs) I'm crediting um, Chris Paul. He's pretty good, too. Shea Gilsworth-Alexander. He's really good. And the other guys they have, they're really pulling in at a time where half their team, it felt like, got traded away, and they could sit there and say, okay, we're still going to make a run at it. CP3 is contagious. Absolutely. It's a great way to phrase it, Scotty. I love that. Miss composure. Back to San Francisco. So, Draymond... All right, let's say he flopped just a little bit. He tripped Dwight Howard just a little bit. Got called for the foul, then proceeded to berate the ref. <laughs> he does get tossed here. Do you think maybe he's just like, look, I mean, I'm just, you know, he's he's not going to be in the playoffs this year anyway. He's just getting a little started early. Oh, man. Y- y'all, y'all are not. LeBron's not playing. You guys, play. you guys are, I'm going to vote. Hey, that man missing KD. In the Splash Brothers. Right? Trust me. Right? I'm telling you guys right now. Right all now. part of the plan. I, 
I got you guys to go to. Oh, Draymond, be angry about this call nine minutes that in. Is, uh, uh, you yeah. know that that is not happening. Okay. That is that is not light happening. ears is what they call light ears ahead is what they say. You know that I can I can give it to you on some of the other stuff. That is not happening. Nobody needs to wind Draymond Green up. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yeah, but that man's earned his paycheck this year too. To Scotty's point, he is yeah. he has been. He's been putting in that work. For he's, he's a coach. In some he needs an extra check for being a coach. <laughs> Welcome back to the jump. We're entering the home stretch of the regular season. So I do want to talk a little seeding today. The undermanned Sixers did win over the Knicks, and that put them in a virtual tie with the Heat for the four seed in the East. However, However. we're put the standings up here in a minute. Philly is also only a game and a half up on Indianapolis who right now is in the sixth spot. So as you see up here, it is really tight, right, between four, five, and six. So, I mean, we all know the best-case scenario Mm -hmm. for Philly is to get the four seed. They have a spectacular home record, one of the best in the league. They have an atrocious road record, one of the worst worst in the league. league. So if you can put yourself (laughs) that even in the first round you don't have to win a game on the road, you want to do that. So they want the four seed. But if they slip down to the five, do they actually want the number six? See, I, I, I'm of the school of thought that, in general, you anger the basketball gods when you try to be cute. Just in saying, I want to be this seed because that's better than I mean, being we saw seed. Denver do that a little bit last year. Yeah, and what, what happened to him? See, <laughs> so that, you, anger, you anger the basketball gods. But specifically when it comes to the Sixers, they really don't have a leg to stand on to start trying to gaming the standings. They're so bad on the road, they have to go all in on getting a home court advantage because, as you said, you, like you, that's gonna help you win a series because you're so bad on the road. And here's the reality: you could say we're trying to avoid the Bucks in the second round. That's what that's what and, this is, right? But, so, so do the bracket here, right? Yeah. So if they end up in the five, they have to play on the road in the first round, right? right? So they win, right. win at least one road game just to get out of there. And then if they win, they would have to likely, no offense to the magic, um, face the Bucks right. in the second round. But we're acting like if they're the six, oh, the Celtics, oh, that's a snooze fest. We'll get through them. So that's they my point. They better luck again. I'm not saying. You want to win a win. series, you might as well play, play a team. Yeah. You, you, you might as well play the best. Yeah. Uh, to me, if your team is playing good, your guys are healthy, mm-hmm. you want to play the best team. Okay. And I think going into playoff, you want to be healthy and mm-hmm. you want to be playing some of your best basketball. And you want the challenge of playing against a team that's probably beat you two, three times in the regular season because they still got to do it again for three more times. Oh, right, well, and by the way, what if what if Toronto falls to three? It's not like they have a great success against Toronto either. Yeah. So so my thing is like this idea that if we fall to six, then we won't see the Bucks in the conference finals. You're not going to see a conference finals. There's a strong chance you're going to go home in the first round. So you can't mess around with that. You, your best bet is to be as good as possible and then play whoever I got to play. Well, look, they have a lot of obstacles to all of that because you've got Ben Simmons out mm-hmm. for an indeterminate period of time. They said they're just going to start checking back up on him in two weeks to get a back issue that can be serious. You got Joel Embiid out. They said in a week... They're going to reevaluate him. So it's, it's going to be at least week. a few games. they got a, a tough week. Tough. Lakers and Clippers. Yeah, that's the up. situation. They're going to fall anyway. anyway. Yeah. Six bucks. <laughs> up to them. Yeah. We're going to take a very quick break. But coming up afterward, I mean, did you know that Oklahoma City has the second best record in the league? Not just in the last few weeks. Not just in the last couple months. But since Thanksgiving. No. Wow. It's true. We'll discuss after we come back. You're watching The Jump, presented by Michelin Wiper Blades. 
Jason Tatum. Look at me, look at me. Now. Are you kidding me? They came to see a show. Oh, yes, our next NBA Saturday primetime game. The Rockets head to Boston to face the Celtics. Our coverage tips with a jump. We are your pregame show at 8 o'clock Eastern on ABC. Fire. And welcome back to the Jump Daily Edition. I'm Rachel Nichols, still hanging out with Amin Al-Hassan, yeah. Scotty Pippen. I want to talk about this matchup tomorrow in Boston. The Celtics hosting the small ball Rockets. Look, they played once before. And the Celtics, you'd think going in with their lineup could run with the Rockets, but they lost that game. Houston came in and beat them. So what can Boston do to adjust here and combat these smaller lineups? Well, I mean, it's, it's difficult because it's, it's new, but they're going to have to try to make it work. I mean, Houston is trying something new and teams are having to adjust on the fly. And, um, you know, they got the best score in the game. So when you try to play small ball, you're putting yourself at a deficit because now you don't have a rim protector. Mm-hmm. Um for me, I, I think Boston has the best talent, mm-hmm. and I, I think they should win in, in the small ball battle other than James Harden being the X factor. They have the talent that they should be able to outscore them. So if you were defending James and Russ the way they're going now, not the way they did last season or at the beginning of the season where it was dribble, 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 shoot, but where they are running up and down, getting so much in transition, and when he outlets to Russ, Russ for a while was still trying to clank three-pointers. Now Russ is just using that driving lane to go to the basket. So what, what would you do if you're on the court? against these guys? I wouldn't play into their hands. Okay. I'll keep a big out on the floor because okay. you have to have a rim protector. Mm-hmm. And what they're trying to do is to get teams to have to match up with their lineup. Mm-hmm. And if you match up with their lineup, then they're going to be able to have an advantage because of Westbrook, because mm-hmm. of Harding, the speed that they possess in terms of pushing the basketball, the downhill in terms of being able to score in transition. So you really can't match up the way that they want to match up. But at times, you're going to have to play small ball because your, your bigs are not going to be They're not going to be able to get there. Withstand yeah. what they can do. And I think I think they they can match up with them small. I think Marcus Smart is a is an X factor in that way. But I'm with Scotty in the sense that I will play bigs even if we're losing the plus minus battle at the time with the bigs because you just want to punish them. You want them to feel that every single time. Feeling whether it's Cantor or Tice or even a guy like Grant Williams who isn't tall but he's he's, yeah, he's, he's hefty. You want them to feel that physicality throughout the game so that when we do go small, they're a little tired and worn, almost like rope-a-dope fashion. They're tired and worn. Our small guys are fresh because they haven't had to deal with the same kind of abuse on the other end because Houston doesn't have bigs. I keep saying, Scotty, we need to get a P.J. Tucker prayer candle because if he needs for this playoff to be fun for the Rockets, he needs to survive what is going to be the next two months of getting beat up like that. Yeah. I think teams are, are going to try to do that. All right, before the Saturday primetime game, check out our doubleheader tonight oh. right here on ESPN and the app at 8 Eastern. This, this is, is going to be a good one. Thunderbox. Then the Nuggets take on Kawhi, and the Clippers, well, be our coverage one. begins mm-hmm. with NBA countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. So yeah. good stuff going on Sports tonight. Side. Let's talk about the Thunder, because after trading Russell Westbrook and Paul George over the summer, many thought this would be a little bit of a lost season, a rebuilding year. But that has not been the case, friends. OKC currently sitting at fifth in the Western Conference. Our friend Royce Young tweeted about this yesterday. He noted that since Thanksgiving, the Thunder have had the second most wins in the league. And you could say, hey, they played a few more games than other teams. But even once you break it out by winning percentage... Yep. Still, only the Bucks and Lakers have been better than the Thunder. And this is not just in the last few weeks. Yeah, this is this Thanksgiving. This is sustainable. Right? This is so who they are. Are they, I mean, better than the team that Damian Lillard waved goodbye to in the first round of the playoffs last year? Is this a better team than last year? 
On paper, no, right? Because you got Russ and Paul George were on, were on that team. Paul George was playing extremely well last year. So on paper, no, but they don't play the games on paper, Rachel. <laughs> they play them on hardwood. And so if you look at the record, last year on this time, the, the Thunder were 38 and 23. Mm-hmm. They're 37 and 22 right now, but that's counting their slow start. You look at the offense this year, way better than it was. Last year's offense was 16th in the league. This year's offense is 10th, mm-hmm. right? And this defense, last year they were better. They were a top five team. This one is a, is a 11th best team. But when you look at the way they, they use everybody on the roster, that it's not very star-centric. Mm-hmm. When you look at the development of this guy right here, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, mm-hmm. as as an up-and-coming star in this league. And then the year that Chris Paul has had, I'm willing to say it. If last year's Thunder played this year's Thunder, this year's Thunder would win in a seven-game series. Really? Yeah, I would have to agree that I think this year's Thunder is better on paper and they're better on the hardwood because they have players that are playing their role. And I, I think they got better leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say that Chris Paul gets his guys to play the way that he wants them to play, and they follow the way that he plays. And that's why they're being successful in the basketball court. They don't come down. They don't take bad shots. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't give up on the defensive end. They play hard every possession. Yeah. And I think that all is a feed from the way Chris Paul plays and the way that he gets his guys to believe that they have to play that way to win. Mm-hmm. They know that they're undermined man. They know that Chris Paul is not a LeBron James and mm-hmm. he's going to dominate in scoring. But his leadership and his way that he guides his guys turns out to be wins. I tell you, the, the biggest way you can see that is in their execution in close games. Overtime games, games uh, three points or that less. That comeback yes. they had, it, they, they, I have said that sentence out loud talking about Thunder highlights all season. Came from behind, came from behind yep. and won, came from behind and won. That team has done it over and over. Execution, and that, 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 that's something that comes from a guy like Chris Paul, that, that attention to detail yes. you need mm-hmm. to make the right play over and over again. Well, They're not I, as talented, no, but no, they not. got better leadership. But this is a, a question that, to me also of fit, right? Because Chris Paul, obviously, we know he's an elite player, going to be a Hall of Famer. The fit with James Harden. Well, it actually worked out better with some of the X's and O's and Mike putting them in a good position together. Didn't work in the end when you look at their on-off numbers together. When they were on the court together, Chris Paul's numbers went down. They just weren't as good. And it led a lot of people to say he's getting old, he's past it, whatever. He goes to this team where it is, as you point out, a younger group of guys. Guys who are more willing to work in a different way than someone who's a superstar like James Harden. He's an all-star. It's a better fit. He becomes fit, an all-star. <laughs> right? It's a better yeah. fit. And that is why I always think fit is such a big deal. This is a better Support. fit for Chris Paul. And people said, oh, he's going to be sorry. not miss, you know, not, It's going to be tough for Chris Paul not making the playoffs this year. Chris Paul is going to make the playoffs this year. Like at home right. court. Second game of our doubleheader, Paul George. Now, look, he has been struggling a bit, right? Mm. 8.3 points a game in the last four games. This is them trying to work him back in after having a couple injury outings here. Scotty, what can the Clippers do if they want to focus on getting Paul George going today? Well, for one, he has to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, even though he's on the basketball court, he, you don't think he's, he's, 100%? he's not 100%. Um, you know, the Clippers are now trying to make a push because they also know how important home court advantage yeah. is. Uh, they played around all season long, getting guys in and out of the lineup. Kawhi is not able to play back-to-back, still mm-hmm. going forward. But I think they're going to make a bigger push over the next couple months in terms of really starting to play better basketball, 
starting to play better defense, uh, mm-hmm. forcing some of their better players to be on the court more so they can start to get a little bit more acclimated to what it's going to be like come playoff time. Yeah, he, he, Scott is right. He needs to get healthy. He's not 100% healthy and we see it, but obviously now the Clippers don't have time to say we'll wait till he gets healthy. So they're trying to get those chemistry issues in there. Uh, the other thing is last year in Oklahoma City, remember he started the year and they tried to get him going. They mm-hmm. drew up a lot of plays and it didn't work for him. But then once he starts to just find and pick and choose his spots within mm-hmm. the flow of the offense, he really flourished. I think that's something that they can look at here with the Clippers. Because my initial reaction, like, we got to get him some more pin-down action and all these right. kind of things. But the reality is Paul George is good enough to find his way throughout the flow of the game, and he's smart enough to do that. So just help, play, let him play basketball. plus let him play basketball, I think he'll be fine. That's interesting. I do want to shout out something that the Clippers are doing. Producer Tucker, come on. Give it, give it up. Give it up. Give it up. This is very cool. So Kawhi Leonard has been giving out thousands of backpacks to underserved kids around the L.A. area, kids who don't have school supplies. He has been helping give them to school. And tonight, and you're going to see this on the ESPN broadcast tonight, he is giving all of these backpacks out to every fan in attendance. Now, here's what's interesting. And you can look, by the way, at this. uh, uh, They put up a little sign about what Kawhi is going to do. He wants them to use it as agents of change. If you get the graphic up there. And the idea is that every fan should fill this backpack. So he says, show the world how you quiet by using the backpack to have someone's back. Let your actions do the talking, which is certainly a tenant of Kawhi Leonard. He says, fill it with food and then give it to someone you see on a street corner who's hungry. Put a blanket in it. Give it to someone who looks cold. Give it books into it for a child who doesn't have any. And I think this is, I, I think awesome. it's such a big deal. A Players idea. in this league do so much stuff behind the scenes. Kawhi has really made such an effort to do things in this L.A. area. He, did, he didn't grow up that far from here, and yeah. I think he has really wanted to make sure. So I hope everyone who's at the Staples Center tonight fills this backpack. I know we three are going to fill the backpack. Yes. Do a little bit of good out there. And um, if you're not in L.A. and you just want to get a backpack and fill it and follow Kawhi's example, then go do that, too. I'm going to get a means wallet and fill it up. There you go. Perfect. See, Scotty, that's it. Charity, charity instinct. Coming up, Aaron Gordon, not the 2020 dunk contest champion. Many folks watching felt that he should have been. What happened the night of the dunk contest? We have one of the judges here. We will break it down for you next. First, though, here's what the jump recommends for today. Royce Young's piece on ESPN. Taking us inside the evolution of one of the guys we were just talking about, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. The sophomore standout scoring has jumped nearly nine points a game this season. Nine points. Find out how during the break. Come back with us. This week on The Neighborhood. Every week it's the same thing. Every week. Hey! You mow my lawn? How about I mow your lawn? You touch my lawn, and I'll defrost your car every morning. You defrost my car, and I'm going to trim your sugar maples. Somebody say trim sugar maples. Oh. I can help with that. Oops. Tune into the NBA on ABC. You go ahead. You can do anything you want out there. Watch SportsCenter, 6 o'clock Eastern, after a special edition of NFL Live with Sage and Kevin. They will take you to the NFL Combine for a quarterback breakdown. SportsCenter on ESPN after this. All right. The dunk contest is officially on right now. Get your phones out, ladies and gentlemen. 
Disgraceful. Friends, it's been less than two weeks since the 2020 NBA dunk contest took place in Chicago, Illinois. Miami Heat small forward Derek Jones Jr. took home the trophy, but it was a controversial decision. He won over two-time runner-up, three-time participant Aaron Gordon Mm. from the Magic. And Aaron did not pull any punches in his post-dunk press conference. Take a listen. Man, what are we doing, man? What's going on? Exactly. What are we doing, man? What kind of who set the dunk contest up, man? Who set this up? I don't even know who gave me the nines. I'm gonna find them. I don't know. Um, who's running the show? I feel like I, I should have two trophies. By jumping over somebody seven five and dunking it, there's no easy feat. You know what I mean? So, um, what, what I get like a forty seven? Forty seven. Come on, man. What are we doing? What are we doing, man? <sighs> One of the judges, WNBA legend and 2004 McDonald's All-American dunk contest champion Candace Parker, took to social media. She felt she had to defend herself from pro-Gordon sympathizers. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's hitting me about the dunk contest, I gave Aaron Gordon a 10. I was the one that actually voted for Aaron Gordon to win the dunk contest. I gave him a perfect through the entire... Yes, my nostrils are splaring because I'm angry. <laughs> because I'm, my phone is blowing up and I'm walking through the United Center and people are giving me ugly looks and it's not my fault. Now, another judge, Common, revealed in an interview that one of the judges broke a pact uh-huh. between the judges. Uh, first team All-NBA Twitterer Worldwide Bob broke down the footage. He suspects the culprit is Dwayne Wade. Ah. Uh. Because, of course, Derek Jones Jr., a member of the Miami Heat. But we cannot settle for speculation no. here at the jump. And there is only one unit with Look the that. resources, These are our guys. the sophistication to handle such a complex case. Steve no, it is not CSI. It is not the Steve with files. Hair. It is time for the jump investigative unit, better known as the J.I. Oh, wow. Whoa, whoa. That rolls off whoa. the tongue. Uh, uh, she can say it. I was getting scared I was getting say for it. a minute. I'm she thinking the Fed about to roll in here. <laughs> that is Special Agent Amin Al-Hassan. Scotty Pippen, one of the dunk contest judges, is here to break down what actually went on. This is the first yes. time you're speaking publicly, Scotty. Aaron Gordon walked onto that stage at the press conference. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? Do you feel bad for him at all? Uh, yes, I, I did. You know, I was, first of all, this was the greatest dunk contest of all time. Like, give the judges a little bit of credit. <laughs> we kept this thing going That's for true. a while. That's true. Y'all kept it on. We did a great job of really working with each other to, to give the guys the credit that they really deserve. But, you know, in the end, somebody had to win and somebody had to lose. Um, I hated to see Aaron Gordon lose on the dunk that he did, but I did not think it was a great dunk. You didn't? The dunk was great, but, I mean, look, look. All right, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop the video. Scotty's getting up. Please stop the video. Do I need to stand up? There we go. I mean, right. Come on, man. Come on. Right. I mean, and right. whoever wants to stand up, I mean, if I'm a seven <laughs> foot, All right, go ahead. I'm seven six. Right. All right. And if you jump over me, I should be still standing 7'6". 
judging the video and what I was looking at, he took off a foot and a half. Uh, oh, there it is. See, see that? Taco. <laughs> and that's really what happened. And I couldn't afford to give him a 10 for that. Well, but, I want to take you through as we saw it unfold, because it wasn't just you, Scotty, mm. the cameras were catching. There were many things going on. Now we oh, can roll that video. Yeah, Tommy. Oh, Let's oh. see. All right, so there's Dwayne Wade. He takes out the IFB's earpiece. Candace, as she said, she was all over that dunk, right? But okay. Dwayne, and there's Scotty. He's, he's like, all right, what are we going to do here? He's more rational. He's just like, all right, we're going to see what's happened. Uh-oh. Donovan Mitchell, right? Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, by the way, also said it was the best dunk contest ever. We had the faces in the crowd, Damian Lillard, right? There is a lot here. Taco Fall. You know what? <laughs> Even if we would have made it a tie, this was going to happen eventually. Right. Eventually, one of it, them were going to win was, or lose. It was going so long, and it was like... So was there a pact? Because that's sort of what, what Common said, was that he was under the impression that the scores were going to even out to keep them going at least one more round. Okay. Here's the truth. Let the world hear the truth. Ooh, here we go. There was a little bit of a pack, but somehow we punched the scores in and they came up wrong. So Whoa! There were there were three flips. So Yeah, what happened? We just messed up. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Can you We didn't mess up as a as a team. I mean guys gave their honest opinion. Right. And the reality of it is we thought we were giving them both a tie. Now, now here, here's the deal. Into that final round. Did you did you think because your score you gave Derek Jones Jr. a ten, but you gave Aaron Gordon a nine for the reason that you just demonstrated. Yeah. Um, I believe I tried that Dwayne to Wade the, the numbers up, and, and I didn't get. I didn't do real good in math. Well, so, <laughs> by the way, the you end. weren't the only one who switched. So yeah. Dwayne Wade also went from a ten to a nine, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there was a, someone switched from the, nine. And then there was the Prince tried. of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. We actually yeah. tried to switch it to make it a tie. Right. And the machines locked us out. That's wow. <laughs> oh, so after after you guys punched it up, you were punched like, wait, let's and change we it. Were like, and yeah, and it was, the, the machines locked us out. That was it. And that was it. That I, was I'm going to just say this. I have no problem with Scottie Pippen mm-hmm. giving that dunk a nine. I have no problem with Dwayne Wade giving that dunk a nine. And if Candace Parker had given him a nine, I had no problem with that as well. But when Avengers Endgame goes there and gives a nine, <laughs> nah. I know he's a, a family member of the Disney family, but Chadwick Boseman. Did he give a nine? I thought he, gave he gave a, a nine. Ten. He gave a nine. Run the tape. He yeah, gave okay. a nine. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm getting everyone's scores wrong. But, yeah, he, he gave a nine. And I'm, that's, that's the part where I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You and Aaron I, Gordon. I am anti-celebrities being you judges. Guys, on I'm going to be honest. There was so much pressure on the judges yes. after it kept going that yes. we knew like... it needed to be a tie. But. How could we keep our numbers running? Right. We had to look and figure out. I will say this. Michael B. Jordan would have had the right score. That's everybody, what everybody, <laughs> when you guys judged on contests, and you guys are certainly not the first group, there is a lot of, hey, what do we give them this? What do we give them that? Yes. There would be something to be said for you guys being allowed to make a collective decision. And then once you guys huddle, one of you putting whatever the combined number should be. That could be something that happens in the dunk contest at some time, maybe. Who knows? This investigation is closed. Yeah. We now know the truth, thanks to Scotty. Samuel Jackson got it right too. And doing the right thing. Thank no you, Scotty. No appeals. Boom, there we go. <laughs> up next, whose game is hotter right now? Russell Westbrook or Jason Tatum? They face off tomorrow on ABC. Find out our picks. But first, time for our second distant replay of the day. This one, this date, 2006. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Ageless wonder. <laughs>
We did this for you, I mean. Yeah. This is for you. Oh, I remember this one. Tell me that was not one of the two best things to happen on this day, because it was. Oh, absolutely. It's Vince Carter. Dunking. Look at this. On who? Was that, that was Robin Ham? the easiest dunk of his life. I know, but the fact that he got up there. I'm not getting up there. The Jump is presented by Michelin Silicone Wiper Blades. Designed for extreme performance and lasts two times longer. LeBron matching up against Zion had a little MJ Kobe feel to it. Woo! Woo! Up ahead, Zion. What a- What a night. What a your attention. Man, he's an incredible player. Like, I don't know what y'all are understanding about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the last time. Here's the next time our NBA Sunday special comes to you from the Big yeah. Easy. I'm jealous of everyone who gets to go to New Orleans for this game. The Lakers taking on Zion and the Pelicans. Our coverage tips at the NBA Countdown, 730 Eastern on ESPN and the app. All right, let's take a look at this week's Hits of Style, brought to you by Sprite Ginger. Ooh. That's like a good chaser. Here's Anthony Davis last night in a Gucci jacket with several gold chains. Scotty, you're a fashionable guy. What do you think? I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, let's go back. Yeah. So it's like a, uh, like a windbreaker? What material is that? What is that? Velvet? Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, I in LA. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Tomorrow, we are going to be in Boston for our Saturday primetime matchup, Rockets Celtics. So today, we are going to play a little jump ball. Oh, ho. Primetime edition. Let's start with two players who have been on fire recently. Who is hotter now, Russell Westbrook or Jason Tatum? Guys, go. Ooh, I'm going to go with Tatum. The Tatum, since his beard connected, I saw this on Twitter. <laughs> he's been averaging 35 points a game. So he's doing it with a variety of, like, look, his skill level right now is somewhere else. He's, he's a lot better than I thought he'd be even earlier this season. What about you, Scott? I'm going to go with Tatum. Okay. Uh, I, I think he's taking the bull by the horn. He's truly the leader of that basketball team, all-star. And, uh, I mean, I, I still think the sky's the limit for this young man right now. He, this is his breakout season, but I, I still think that there's much more ground for him to cover. I am very excited to see how the final accounting is of this season for Russell Westbrook because the change he made about halfway through with deciding, you know what, I'm not going to try to take every three-pointer that I get baited into and playing differently is something that I think we will be talking about yeah. for no, a he's long playing great. time. Along with Jason Tatum's yeah. superstar ascension. League pass game of the night, Mavericks at Heat, 8 o'clock Eastern. Heat come off having lost seven of their last nine. It's also Luka Doncic's 21st birthday today, so you know he can finally have a beer because I'm sure that that's the first time. What do your expectations mean for Luka on his birthday? Well, definitely today, I, just, I definitely expect him to get a lot of shots up. Oh, also, boy. I expect him to be aggressive offensively during the game. So, you know. <laughs> I'm going to do with him. I don't Getting expect his- nothing to change because he's been drinking since he was 18. Well, what? he is from here. What? There we go. Thank Not you, here. Daddy.